Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real couples looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. On today's episode of the You and Me podcast, we discuss the many advantages and options when hosting a cocktail wedding, what to include and what to definitely consider not doing, how the flow of the day can differ to that of a sit-down wedding, and how to fill in the time when you are not sitting for a three-course meal music choices, photo booths, and the dreaded question, will your guests go hungry? Hello, Laura. Hello, Andy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? How's your week? Um, My week's good. I feel like I'm boring people with baby talk, but I feel like (laughs) potentially... Some That's of the brides will be the having <laughs> babies after they get wedding if they're doing it that traditional way, unlike me. I've gotten rid of the dummy, bunkering down, Melbourne's in lockdown. So I just thought now's a perfect time to just, you know, get rid of the dummy. What so that's my time? life. So if you hear a baby crying and waking up, you know what's happening. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm good. How's the lockdown treating you with the wedding industry? Um, oh, look, I think... I think for Victorians this time around, we're pretty broken in this industry. Entertainment, creative, any creative hospitality, we're just – this one's a bit hard. It's just, yeah, it's just a reminder this because do you hard. know why it's hard? I could, I could list a hundred reasons. I know, obviously, okay, tell me. but <laughs> I think a lot of people are struggling with it because life went really back to normal. Yeah. And I think people almost forgot this was actually our reality and normal. Yeah. And I think it was just like a fuck, it's still around. Yeah. Fuck, there's still lockdowns. Because I felt like, like I went to the SB a couple of weekends ago in St yeah. Kilda. Everyone was dancing, crowded, Amazing. shoulder to shoulder. Life. You forgot. You do. And you I think it was forget. just a quick reminder. And it's you're having that lockdown fatigue. It's just like, yeah, oh it's definitely God, here fatigue. we go again. And I think, you know, one of the hardest things are, we kept being told that lockdowns are working, yet we're up to our fourth. So are they working? I don't know. Mm. I'm going to put the put the little bit of a controversial thing out there. <laughs> I think if you speak to anyone within the industry, the entertainment industry, soul traders at the moment, we're all very... Um, done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. I mean, the weather in Melbourne is shocking this weekend and week. So, I mean, if you had a wedding booked, you might be quite grateful that it's locked down because... <laughs> You might be thinking, oh, the weather's so shit. At least we can potentially book in for a better, <laughs> a better day. <laughs> look, you've got to look at the positive linings. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, we're there. Yeah, we feel for people that have booked their wedding in or had it's to cancel it again. Wild. It's yeah, it's wild. I think yeah, yeah. there is the fatigue's a really good word. I think everyone's fatigued and yeah, a bit angry and yeah, it's hard. Mm. It's hard, but positive the rest of our country at least are getting on with things and having some amazing weddings and you know it's just Victoria that hopefully somebody will swoop in like a knight in shining armor or a knight knight what's a girl knight is a girl knight a knight I don't know someone's got to come in and save us okay let's get stuck into cocktail (laughs) questions I might just go back to oh yes my wedding planning okay yes yes I have – I'm going to book in ghost chairs. Yes. Which you suggested as yes. a styling option. So bringing in some chairs yes. because the venues aren't 
you know, particularly what we want. And I'm having a small intimate wedding, so it's not a huge cost. Yeah. I think and it came to like three hundred dollars for thirty-one chairs or something. Yeah, imagine or two eighty or something. Put chairs that's in for delivery. That was a bit. That was um, well reasonably reasonably if I can talk this morning priced. I thought. That's I don't know. Really Is it? Good. Um, well, gosh. well, there's 31 chairs. It's not many. So that's I can bring many. in 200. No, and the supplier is close to you. So that's really good. Chairs yeah. are expensive. Yeah. We use chairs from $15 a chair to $40 a chair sometimes. Yeah, crazy. So, oh. yeah, if you think of 100 people, they um, But they up. totally reform, transform a space. Mm. Never underestimate the quality, the impact a good chair has. And I'm still in talks with... Um, about my florals, so stay tuned for that. Yes, flowers. We've got we're getting some sort of concept together. Fun, creative things that we can do. Yeah, so mm. stay tuned for that one. It's fun. It's going to be beautiful. Anyway, let's move on um, with good. questions. Yes, let's go questions because we are actually on a bit of a time limit because we have got a bride for an interview really soon. So let's get some let's go. good information out let's there. Let's get cracking. Question one from Taylor. How do you work out how many dishes you need with your guest list? Okay. Well, firstly, it depends on, I think, the style of food you're having and what kind of wedding you are wanting to give your guests and yourself. Um, You've really got to be mindful of... Whether or not you're going to invest in catering for your wedding day, if it's something that's really important, there is real um, forward movement in this area and for caterers. Maybe 50, 20, 10 years ago, um, people might have gone hungry at weddings. And maybe if people do scrimp on what they Um, select or if they don't select dishes for each per head guest number and they try and get out of it a little bit cheaper then yeah you're going to probably go hungry but in terms of how many meals you need to do I wouldn't necessarily ask your catering company they are the experts they know exactly what what kind of food they serve, how big it is and what they recommend for your guest size. But also be really considerate of when you're dropping the food. Um, Guests can kind of think, oh, I'm going to not get enough food and I'm going to be really hungry. And so they binge eat at the very beginning or they say, oh, no, I'm not really into that. I'll just wait for the next dish and then miss it when it comes through, especially if, you, if you're dropping dishes at an entree main dessert time. With a cocktail wedding, you need to make sure you're feeding guests consistently through the night, smaller portions, smaller canapes, bigger dishes. Um, guests are going to feel full if there is constantly food close to them rather than having drops like you would a seated, so having canapes at one hour and then bowls at dinner time and then little petite fours at dessert time. Yes, if they're standing the entire time, they're probably going to feel really hungry. But if you make sure that you keep your food rolling and alternate between giving um, 
uh, canapes at the beginning, something light, something palate cleansing, to bigger dishes at dinner time, to sliders or toasties for a, a late night sack to soak up some of that booze. Your, your guests are not going to go hungry. Um, that's probably one of the bigger things with cocktail weddings that people really freak out about. Um, but also I think we need to mention here as well, look at what your style of food you're serving. Are you in summer? Are you serving lots of cold salads? If you are, and this is a psychological thing, people are going to think that they're not eating enough because it's not hearty. So, you know, when you sometimes go to a cocktail wedding and it's 50 degrees, not, but you know, and you get given a piece of watermelon with some feta and mint on top of it. That's not, you're not mentally going to think, okay, that's going to fill me up. But if you're given a mini slider and it's kind of warm and it's kind of a mini meal, then psychologically you're going to think you're full up. So just be careful if you're serving only salads in summer, be mindful that people, probably guys, are going to not think that that's going to be super filling for them and they're going to potentially go hungry even if you do have enough food. So not over, not only the food you need to be really worried, like really conscious about when you drop it, but also the style of food. Make sure you've got little bits, make sure you've got bigger bowls, make sure you've got a late night snack that people are actually going to want to eat. The amount of weddings that we've been to, dessert is not eaten to the same scale as a burger and chips are at nine or 10 o'clock on the dance floor. So you've, you've just got to really lean on the experience of your caterers. And I don't think it's necessarily about how many dishes you need per person. I mean, they'll tell you a minimum, obviously, but it's more about the style of food and about how you want your wedding to, to flow with your food in a cocktail, cocktail scape. So yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know, we talk about these kind of topics. It's really important for people just lean on their suppliers. They're the professionals. They understand, you know, how much alcohol you need at a wedding for 100 people, what you should allocate. Is it summer? Should it be red wine or should it actually be white wine? Lean, lean on your suppliers to ask those kind of questions, but keep in mind little details like that. Okay. Question two from Steph. How do you determine the amount and kinds of seating you should have, couches, etc.? This is a good one. Okay, so everyone freaks out as well about cocktail weddings. And I've had the conversation with quite a few people, um, you know, do I need, I'm hiring tables and chairs for a cocktail wedding. How many do I need? And a cocktail wedding essentially is just that. You stand, you mingle, there's a, lo- a few lounge areas. You need to seat any space, I think, you need to seat your immediate family, anyone with um, illness, disability, pregnancy, elderly, you need to make sure that there is 100% seating catered to them at all times. So if you've got a guest list of 100 and you have 20 of your guests are in that bracket, um, then you're looking to seat 80 guests plus the 20, okay? So this is kind of, this is how we work it out. So if you've got 100 guests, you know that you've got to seat 20 anyway. So really you're playing with seating for 80 guests. 
you need to make sure that the 70% of your 80 can be seated with the 20. So I would say for 100, you need three lounge areas that are going to going to seat up to kind of 10 people each. So two couches, two chairs, ottomans, um, you know, you've, you've got to be able to comfortably seat 10. So two or three lounges, um, and then cocktail tables as well. So cocktail tables with stools, you need to have at least enough to seat 20 to 30 on stools. Just be really mindful though. And I don't know if you notice this, Andy, but whenever I go to a wedding and it's cocktail hour, even if it's not a cocktail wedding, and there are stools there, I don't use the stools to actually sit and eat. I use the stools to breast. I rest my bags on it. I rest like one leg on it. I take the pressure off my heels. I don't actually use them as a seat like you would at mm, a table. Mm. So if you're going into a cocktail wedding planning that, oh, well, I've got high tables and stools for everyone, just be mindful that unless you're, you've are you got a backing on the stool, they're not super comfortable. So yes, they're seating and yes, the younger crowd will take them, but they're not actual seats. So don't, don't mistake that for, oh, well, I've got, you know, my grandma and she's 85 and I've allocated a seat for her and one of those allocated seats is on a stool. That doesn't work. You can also, of course, have long tables with normal seats. You just don't need to have a lot of them. You can have two trestle tables or round tables that can seat 10 to 12 people and you've got, again, you know, there's 60 or 70 seats for 100 people, which which should cover you. Not everyone's going to eat at the same time as a cocktail wedding not everyone's going to sit at the same time at a cocktail wedding not everyone's going to dance at the same time as a cocktail wedding so it will be ever evolving but you just need to make sure especially your immediate family and grandparents people who are pregnant injured they have seats that are comfortable how's a fine line between having too many seats and not having a great vibe as in because when I go to weddings I yeah would happily I love sitting down I'll just set myself in for the night and not get up and dance like I love nothing more than sitting with a group of people having a good chat and wine which isn't probably the best vibe for a wedding like you want kind of people up dancing totally really mingling but I'll just set myself down and just people come up and yeah have a chat like I'm just happy as Larry just to sit there and just drink and you know have the canapes come over (laughs) and that kind of thing how do you have a find balance to yep. almost ruining the vibe of people just sitting down and being kind of segregated like just sitting themselves in for the night well do you know what a lot of people a lot of younger people will probably gravitate to lounge areas rather than tables and chairs so if you're setting up a room I'd always suggest to put the tables and chairs trestle tables or round tables and chairs towards the back of the room where the older guests can still feel a part of it but are not sitting in the middle of the dance floor Um, and then bring the couches and the tables closer to where the bar and the dance floor are so that even if guests want to sit down, you've still close enough to the action to mingle. People will force you to get up and dance. You're still within the scope. Manipulate them. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And also you've got to have the right vibe at your wedding. You don't want people to be like, downers who don't kind of sit at the back that's why if you are allocating specific seating and there is tables put them towards the back so that the 
the over 50s and that is such a um I'm really generalizing here um because I've been to some wild weddings where the people that are the craziest are like the parents and the grandparents so I'm absolutely generalizing but the people who want to sit down for the majority of the night that potentially the older crowd who don't really want to get into it or the parents with young children they can sit a little bit further back and bring all the areas that you know your friends will lounge in towards the front towards the bar so that there's not such a divide between your groups great question three do cocktail and oh this is from ruby sorry do cocktail and sit down weddings end up being the same cost um look they can it really kind of depends on you as a couple though um food per head can be cheaper for a cocktail wedding you know unless you get super wild and start to um have an oyster bar or um you know a pasta bar or champagne and cigars if you kind of keep it to just the food package itself you might be looking at Hmm. anywhere from 50 to 80 dollars potentially a hundred dollars a head um you know that and that can be really cool interactive um waiters coming around you could have like a feature dish that could include a late night snack um and then you've got where you're seated at a table and they're anywhere from you know kind of 130 to 180 per head um so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a bit of a jump depending on what you select in your packages. What you need to kind of remember from both sides is that with a cocktail wedding, you, you generally need to provide a lot more. So, you've got your catering company that will provide the food. You need to remember to provide glassware. If you're having all these additional elements and feature areas, you need to provide crockery, serveware, glassware for each feature area um you can't kind of do what you do at a sit-down wedding and say I've got 100 people I need at least two and a half glasses per person um that's all I need if you've got different areas people have got there's going to be a lot more wastage potentially with food and drinks as they kind of get through half or go to the next place or sit on one for a while so you need to be careful about increasing your cost at a cocktail wedding across your bar area as well um and you you like we were talking about before the seating options um potentially you will have included in your per head package at a venue it might be more expensive on the surface but you've got chairs you've got tables uh you've got linen even though it might be a bit ugh, but you've got linen crockery cutlery napkins so you don't need to bring anything of that in for a cocktail wedding you need to bring all that stuff in um so going in with the idea that cocktail weddings itself are cheaper as a rule no you can definitely do them cheaper than sit down but as a rule they're not necessarily cheaper you know with a cocktail wedding you think oh I'm paying $85 a head why don't we just put in his and hers cocktails why don't we put in um, fireball shots at the end why don't we add this why don't we add that and then you actually compare your end invoices and then they would not be too dissimilar to what you would have got potentially as a per head cost as you were sitting down on the flip side with a cocktail wedding versus a sit-down wedding you don't need to 
you don't need to do place cards. You don't need to do menus for each person. Um, if the venue is all BYO for a cocktail wedding, you don't need linen tablecloths, full plating, full cutlery. So you can save on other areas with a cocktail wedding there. You just need to be mindful that in saving the areas, if you do want to keep the cost down, you don't go adding special features um, to your cocktail wedding because it will just, it will bump it up just that little bit more. So, yeah. Was that handy? (laughs) That was really handy. (laughs) Cocktail weddings are becoming um, more popular. Yeah, I think a lot of people are having cocktail weddings and perhaps... If you've got a question, maybe we could do a part two series if you're wanting more um, more information about cocktail weddings because I think it's a good topic. What do you think? It is. And I think it's one of those things as well. It's a little bit like flowers. We had so much um, – we have so many questions and DMs and, and uh, queries about flowers that it's kind of an ever-evolving scape and I think that – it's probably really good to continuously touch on it because there are those myths out there that cocktail weddings are cheaper than sit down or foliage is cheaper than flowers Mm. and you know it's not necessarily the case so it is something that we can always circle back on if you guys really want that okay um please leave us a review please that would be amazing a A five-star review (laughs) so we can get into the ears of more listeners um so as we finish every episode we do ask if you have a question or you would like our advice simply record a message and slide on into our dms um that is at the you and me podcast on instagram or you could email us at hello at the thanks for listening thanks guys Ciao. bye